Welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast. This is your host, frickin' Mark Taylor. Grab a beard, stay a while, and we do anything. We go from all genres, man. We go from brand to brand and Metallica. So party on, dude. Welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast. Today we're going to do an album, a favorite album by Ralph Vieira, Dr. Fuck, and Ian Watley. Uh, Sammy Hagar's 10th studio album, Marching to Mars, his first album since being booted out of Van Halen. And we got a special guest today. Introduce yourself. Hey, 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 hey. That's right. Your favorite Bushy Pussy Face is back. Thanks for having me back, Mark. And really, that's their favorite album. I did not know that. I, I mean, I know they liked Hagar so much. I did not realize his first solo after Van Hagar split was their favorite album. That's awesome. Yeah, freaking Ralph can't get enough of Little White Lie and, uh, uh, karma, man. Loves those yeah. songs. So something just says that's not true to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could fuck with them. They fuck with me all the time. Just wait till we do an OU812 episode that we almost did. It was awesome till nobody recorded it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I when I when I guessed it with them, I actually said, Hey, don't be pulling that Van Hagar shit. I know the joke here. <laughs> yeah, they, Ian wants him to die, and Ralph just wa- just wants to call him out for his crap. You know, he is he does say a lot of shit, you know. So I, I believe Ralph on that, and uh, I, I I don't think Sammy shit is clean. I don't think Van Halen shit is clean. I just I thought they made some great music today together. Even though Ralph's gonna say, well, he's gonna say, well, I like David Lee Roth better. Yeah, I like David Lee Roth better, but I thought Sammy was killer also. And I actually do love this album that we're gonna review right now. So, how did you get into this album, Nate? I uh, I got into it as soon as it came out. Um, back in the day, I have to admit, I did like the Van Hagar stuff. Um, I'm 41, so. Uh, I didn't get into the Van Halen era that much. I had heard some of their stuff. My stepdad played a lot of their first album, especially Jamie's Crying. He seemed to like that song a whole lot. And I like David Lee Roth. I'm not going to lie. I like David Lee Roth's solo stuff. But I've always liked Sammy Hagar. I remember hearing him first sing, um, oh, Heavy Metal on the movie soundtrack for the movie uh, Heavy Metal. And I was just like, this dude has the greatest voice of rock and roll. And I stand by that shit. That guy has the greatest voice of rock and roll. So when this album came out after the big Van Halen, Van Hagar split, you know, Gary Sharon joins the band. What a mistake that was. I was super excited. And for the moment I heard those first couple of flat top guitar notes from Little White Lies, I was like, this shit is going to be good. Yeah, and... uh I like Van Halen 3, and uh, I like Gary Sharon. I like Extreme. But um, there's some bad songs in Van Halen 3, but Fire in the Hole is kick-ass, man. I don't care what anybody says. That is a fucking Van Halen song right there. <laughs> yeah, not nice, nice. I, I couldn't get into it. I'm not an Extreme fan. I always wanted to grab Nuno Betancourt's guitar and smack Gary Sharon in the face every time I saw that video to More Than Words. Um, I did hear the Pornography album. There, it, it did have some okay stuff on it, but it was it, it was just way too weird and off for what I was listening to at the time. Maybe in retrospect, if I was to go back and listen to it, it'd be cool. Maybe. But I saw a, a live concert. A buddy of mine was a huge Van Halen, more Van Hagar fan. But he loved the Sharon era, and he had a live concert. Uh, you know, well, they didn't have DVDs, I don't think. So a VHS concert of this uh, of this act. And I hated Gary Sharon. I was like, look at this little prissy, sissy-looking bitch prancing around on stage. He had none of the stage presence of Roth. 
and really none of the presence of uh, of uh, Sammy Hagar. I just I couldn't get into that stuff at all. Yeah, they did record a, a live concert in Chicago that got axed after they kicked him out of the band. But uh, even Eddie Van Halen, Gary Sharon said he came out in like this big old like Talking Heads looking shit. And Eddie goes, "What's that?" He goes, "It's my stage costume." <laughs> Eddie said, "Okay." <laughs> yeah. That, not only that, just the way he walked around as such. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen any old uh, uh, Malmsteen's Rising Force concert footage, but like Joe Lynn Turner seemed very sissy the way he would prance around on stage. That's what Gary Sherrod made me think of. It's like, look at this dude. It's like, I, I don't know what's going on here. I don't care about anybody's sexual preference, but you still got to be a dude. And he was not acting like he was a dude. I just, I could not get into it. Yeah, but you got to give him some credit. He did Hagar and Roth songs. He did. I don't remember how well because I walked away pretty quick. It's, it's well, I know Ralph called it a travesty. <laughs> so. Well, then it, then it must have been obviously great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it, I got into this album. I was at uh, Best Buy when they used to really have like 10, 15 racks of CDs at that time. Now they only have one. It's yeah, right. Disturbing. I'm glad I buy my music off Amazon now. Uh, so I got into this. I was looking at uh, CDs and I saw this Marching to Mars on sale, and then I saw the new John Fogerty Blue Moon Swamp. And I looked at him. I was deciding and deciding. And then I saw Cheap Trick '94. Or uh, I saw no, I didn't see that. that was a different story. Well, I saw this in uh, Blue Moon Swamp, and I opted to buy this one album. I never bought Blue Moon Swamp, but I downloaded it. It's still a good album by Fogerty. Uh, but I I love this album. I I loved the little. I'll get into that track, but th this album's killer, man. It was a, I think it was a return to form to solo Sammy that I loved so well before he went into Van Halen, because I was always a Sammy fan before I got into Van Halen, and I always I had date I had 1984 and the first Van Halen, but I liked VOA and I liked freaking Standing Hampton, Three Lock Box before Van Halen a lot before I got into the David Lee Roth Van Halen, and I really got into Van Halen with 5150. So let's get into this fine album. It also, uh, just a little thing here, this was his 10th solo album. It features various musicians on different songs. And it, and uh, the first song we're going to talk about was a major mainstream rocket, Little White Lies, was on the chart for five weeks. It's topping the chart for five weeks. Okay, let's get into the first track on this album, which is Little White Lie. And did you know that Slash is on guitar on this album, on this song? I, I had no idea he was on that, actually. I had no idea either until I read it on Wikipedia today. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, so what do you think of this song, Nate? I love everything about this song. I, like you know, like I was saying uh, in the intro here, I, I, I love that Mississippi blues-style flat-top guitar. I love the lyrics. I love how at the end of the song, middle toward the end of the song, that electric guitar kicks in. It's got a whole lot more crunch. Sammy's vocals are right on point. I just love everything about this song. It's a stellar opening track. Yeah, I thought it was a, a, a like a dig at Van Halen when I first heard it. You know, the little white lies been around for years. Little yeah, right. Is. <laughs> I know. I just love it when he he just the like you said the crunch comes in on it. Oh, it's only two minutes and fifty four seconds, man. I wish it was like a minute longer at the end, but it kicks ass. I love it. And then we get to the next song, which was written by Hagar and Damon Johnson. Damon Johnson is in the Thin Lizzy Touring Band and also the main songwriter with Ricky Warwick in uh, Black Star Writers. And he also had a band in the 90s, uh, Bro uh, Brother Kane. 
Uh, it was co-written with him. It's Salvation on Sand Hill. What do you think of this song? This one's interesting. I I, I kind of dig that slow intro. The the guitar is really cool, and then it kind of starts to sound like Sammy I've heard before, and that kind of bothers me because I was looking for something new and fresh. Uh, then the real chorus kicks in, you know, and that that's pretty rocking. It kind of slows down again, which again bothers me. Um, the keyboard note though that he just kind of holds. I, I really dig that. So it ends up being a really good song. It's got a kick-ass guitar solo. And what I love about this, though, is that Sammy's hitting those great high notes that he's so capable of. Turns into a great fucking tune. I actually loved it more as the song went on. You know, on repeated listens, it kind of sucks in the beginning, but then it just takes off. It, I, I like it. Yeah, I like it, too. The album uh, just keeps getting better as you get into it. And, uh, yeah, this song is really killer. I, I like Damon Johnson. I didn't know he co-wrote this. I got into him basically when he got, did Black Star Riders because I just did a podcast on him with, uh, with uh, oh, God, Jake. <laughs> and right, freaking, right. Freaking awesome. So get out there and listen to that episode. It needs more listens, man. You, it's probably because you guys haven't don't know who uh, Black Star Riders is. It's Thin Lizzy with, uh, out without Phil Lynott because they didn't want to name it Thin Lizzy in uh, honor of him, you know. They want gotcha. to make it their own band. And then we get into the song um, uh, that I really don't care about, but what do you think about Who Has the Right? I'm so glad you said that, because you're talking to me about how this album gets better and better, and I'm like, did you hear the third track? <laughs> As it starts playing, at first I'm kind of thinking, hey, Sammy's trying to recreate right now, which I'm guilty of loving that song. As I, As I continue to listen to this thing, I'm like, he is. He's trying to rec recreate right now. It's a humanity song. It's got the piano and that strong chorus. Now, does that mean I don't like it? Fuck no. I love Sammy, but I've heard this before, and it was called Van Hagar. <laughs> yeah. you know, even, even the guitar solo is as mundane as it could possibly be. I still dig the message. I mean, it's a good positive message. I don't hate the song, but it's definitely not a standout track for me. No, I don't hate the song either, and I put it up... Um on uh, the Facebook page because I like the lyrics. The lyrics are really good, but the music, the singing's very, like, uh, well, Craig Ch Chalakito, or I don't know how, Starship, Jefferson Starship guitar player co-wrote it with him. I go, this fucking sounds like Starship, and now I know why. <laughs> yeah, but We Built This City was way better than this. <laughs> <laughs> that was the number one rated worst song of all time, you know that? <laughs> I know that, and I don't get it, because every time that fucker comes on, I am jamming, fist-pumping, and I know it's not a fist-pumping song, but I still do it. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 uh, that's kind of one of my uh, pet... I like, I like Starship. <laughs> I like Sarah, I like that album uh, but i like him better i like the first uh starship album with mickey thomas freedom at point zero the best uh, now Jay. aren't they just an offshoot of jefferson airplane who became airplane who became starship yes okay yeah. i thought I, I thought that's what was right yeah when grace slick left the band they uh uh marty ballin was singing and then they got in uh katner always sang and then they got in uh mickey thomas which freaking the song chain man Change your sense all over. That voice, man. He was kind of cater. He was kind of like cut his balls off, and when he went to Starship from Jefferson Starship. <laughs> right, right. Kind of went really low. He wasn't using his voice as well as he did. He had that freaking kick-ass rock voice, and it just, I like Starship, but fuck, when he sang in Jefferson Starship is way better. And then we got the uh, kind of funky song, track number four. Would you do it for free? What do you think of this one? <laughs> 
favorite song on the album. Yeah. Holy cow. I love that funk disco sand, uh, sound. How, Sammy's killing it, man. Those are some sexy, naughty lyrics. I love that 70s porno wah pedal thing going on. I just love this fucking song. It's brilliant. Best song on the record. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's, it's not my favorite song off the album, but I love this song. I love the funky. He said, said he's got that background vocals, you know, would you do it for free? Ooh, ooh. I love it, man. <laughs> just yeah, that's, that's good shit. Yeah, I, I, I don't care for disco, but this song is, is my type of song. I like it a lot. And then we get into song number five, Leading the Warmth of the Womb, which is my favorite song off the album. What do you think of this one? Oh, I, I'm sorry. I really don't like this song. <laughs> Sammy's, uh, he's singing it well. I just don't like how it goes from soft to kind of heavy, but then back to soft. I just, I, I don't dig it. I can't get into it. It's it's weird. I'm not a fan. Yeah, I just like the lyric because it's, everybody's got their cross to bear. I love that part, man. I just, I just like the way his voice sounds. and I like it a lot. And then you get into a track number six karma with matt sorum on drums what do you think of this one <laughs> well uh, uh shit the uh the guitars are nice <laughs> that's about all i like about this dude it sounds uh sounds very 80s senior prom to me i mean i, th I think this would fit better on an ario speedwagon album i don't know what it is you know sammy's singing okay but i just oh, i just don't dig it at all yeah i think he wrote it for his daughter yeah, they're talking about see little white lie. Karma's described by Hagar as a Sanskrit transition of love. It was written with, for his daughter. Well, now he, I feel like a who, dick. Whom he had given the word as a name, so his daughter's Karma. Nice. Yeah, and then we get into uh, on the other hand. What do you think of this song? Here we go, back to the bluesy shit. I love, love, love this intro. Sammy's right on point when those vocals come in. It's a very cool tune, and it, it doesn't actually overdo the electric guitar. It's there. It's subtle. I, I dig it. I think it's a great song. Yeah, like he says, I could count my friends on one hand. Yeah. I love it, man. Uh, the song's killer. I like the blues on it. it. really kicks ass, man. And then we get into uh, track eight, Both Sides Now. What do you think of this one? Now, I think this is a cool message. It's uh, it's very pedestrian musically, uh, but I still dig it. I love that whole uh, we gotta listen before we learn how to talk part. When he's going through that whole bit, that that's great stuff. It's a good song. I actually like it. Like I said, pedestrian music. You know, if if he could have bumped the 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 music up a little bit, done something a little more exciting, this would have been the standout track because that message is on point. I love it. Yeah, it's really. I like the song, and you're right about the music. It's kind of pedestrian i think it needs a little pump up and i like the you got to learn how to talk got to learn how to speak where you learn to walk or whatever i forgot what how he said it but he it, it's some good message he's a very good songwriter i know a lot of people get on him because they say he writes journey style lyrics and he turned van halen into journey i think i think van halen still rocked and they got as they progressed with him the the, the songs got harder on each album so and then right. we get into uh, track number nine, the Yogi So High, I'm Stoned. What do you think of this one? Great intro. Great intro. But I don't like when the vocal kicks in at all. I don't know what he's doing. And uh, it, it really doesn't get much better after that. Uh, the chorus isn't too bad, but it's not stellar by any means. To me, it's like, yeah, Sammy, we get it. You like pot. 
I don't, I, you know, I don't get the song. And apart from liking those bluesy guitars, the guitar solo, and a uh, little, and I mean very little of that chorus, this is a song I have no problem skipping while I listen to it. And in fact, I did on repeated listens to this album in preparing for this uh, review. <laughs> Dang, I, I like the song. I like it when he goes, ah, at the end. But I don't understand the lyrics. He, the yogi's so high, but the difference is, but the diff what is he fucking talking about? I don't know. All I could think of is Mr. Stoned? Garrison, you know. <laughs> yes, he was stoned. You know? and, and all I could think is marijuana's bad, okay? <laughs> so the yogi's God. so high, but there's a difference? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay, listen, ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls. You may think your music sounds better when you're high. It does not. Stay away from drugs. That, that's true, man. I, I was into Pink Floyd before I smoked pot, and after I smoked pot, it slowed me down, and I could hear the background voices, and I could still hear them now because of the pot. So pot does help slow your brain down so you could hear what's going on in the music. It doesn't necessarily sound better, but you could hear the little nuances in the music and that I could still hear today, and since I did that, I could still hear the newer stuff that, that comes out because I'm looking for it now. <laughs> right, and, and I actually get that. I actually got away from that stuff uh, about four or five years ago, for my own personal reasons. Uh, I'm anti-drug. I'm not necessarily anti-pot. I don't think kids should have it. But yeah, when you were listening to Floyd, I mean, come on, nothing's better than sitting back and listening to comfortably numb oh. after having a little toke. I'm not going to lie about that at all. <laughs> Dark Side but of you... the Moon. I started hearing all those voices, and then I read he actually wrote scripts and <laughs> told him to say this shit. <laughs> Holy cow! Well, you know what? As long as you're not, you know, doing acid, because then you hear blue, and that's just weird. <laughs> and then we get into track number 10, Amnesty is grant Granted. What do you think of this one? Uh, that opening riff sounds an awful lot uh, like the opening riff to White Lion's song, Farewell to You. Oh, I like that song. Yeah, and uh, that's about the best part of the song. I don't like it at all. <laughs> yeah, I think, it, I think it's kind of pedestrian. It's like... Uh, I guess it's talking about fighting between friends or wife that you don't care what's going on I'm going to give you amnesty we just don't talk about it no more and just move on I like the message but the song is kind of a little eh to me and then we get into the title track of the album Marching to Mars and it was written with uh, Mickey Hart from the dead and I bleh, hate the fucking dead but I love this song what do you think about this song? it's a cool intro the lyrics are kind of weird they're delivered brilliantly Thank God this album ends with a somewhat rockin' tune. It's uh, it's not, it's not a great song, but it is better than the shitty three songs that come before it. <laughs> it kind of, yeah, right. I mean, it, it kind of takes a strange turn at the three-minute mark or so, but then it gets right back on track. Not horrible, not great. I still listen to it. I like the song. Yeah, I, I just like the beat, man. I think Mickey Hart is a good drummer. I just can't listen to Grateful Dead, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a Grateful Dead fan either. I'll, although I do like that song, uh, Truckin', and I do like Casey Jones. I like Truckin' when Tesla did it on uh, Five Man Acoustical Jam. <laughs> that was good. That was good too. Yeah, and uh, you know what the Grateful Dead fan says when he when he gets off acid, right? <laughs> oh boy, what? What the fuck was I listening to? <laughs> Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> this music makes no fucking sense anymore. What the hell? 
Right? That's like people that listen to Fish. You've <laughs> got to be all messed up listening to Fish. Oh, God. That one guy from Fish was touring with the dead, too, at that, that fucking, uh, all the fucking acid people in Chicago or whatever. I know it. It's like, that's what you have to do in order to even appreciate that jam band garbage. You've got to be tripping on acid because it's not good at all. I can't believe that one guy, the piano guy, what's that guy saying the way it is? Bruce Hornsby. He played keyboards with them. Let's go. Oh, really? I like Bruce Hornsby in the range. You know, it's just the way it is. Some things will never change. Yeah, oh, they, they, have, they have some good tunes. They have some good tunes, but then he's playing with the dead. I go, fucking, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what it is? He ran out of drug money, so he had to make an album. <laughs> you know, I, I had a buddy years ago. When Ozzy said he was done, he wasn't doing it anymore, I had a buddy said, nope, bullshit. In a couple years, he's going to be out of money for drugs. He's going to make another album. It was hilarious. He ended up making another album. Yeah. So we, we're done with this album. I don't know. There's two Japanese bonus tracks. I haven't heard them, so I'm not going to say anything about them. But I'm just letting you guys know there's two uh, One called Ether and one Wash Me Down Again. I'm probably going to try to find these because I want to hear them now since I saw them listed on here. I fucking right. hate Japan, man. They fucking get all the extra fucking tracks. It pisses me off. Well, that's because, unlike America, Japan still appreciates hard rock and heavy metal. Yeah, they get you know, They, they would probably blow off somebody like Volbeat, but, oh, Dawkins coming to town? Let's do it. Fucking Dawkins. They sounded good. I put up the video of Alone again, man. Don sounded really good. Yeah, I thought it was good, too. I think I saw that video. Yeah, it's really good. I can't, They're going to they're gonna have a, a, a whole DVD and, and concert of that one they did in uh, what, Minnesota or whatever city. They were in some fucking backwoods state somewhere <laughs> doing that. Yes, yeah, they're in South Dakota. South I was Dakota. really hoping they would uh, do some more shows because I didn't get to go to concerts as a kid. We've talked about that before. Dawkins one of those bands that I would love to see live, and I've never had the opportunity. You, you know what sucks? I saw them open for uh, Aerosmith on a permanent vacation tour, and they were bad. They really? They fucking sucked. My mom took me because she loved Don's voice and she loved Aerosmith. And she goes, fucking, she goes, the guitar player is drowning out Don. I can't hear that beautiful voice. And freaking, that's when they were fighting. I guess he was fucking turning yep. up his amps and Don was going, turning it down. And fucking, they were just having a big old rager on stage at the Long Beach Arena. <laughs> oh, yeah. All I can think of is that movie Rockstar where <laughs> <laughs> that guy's doing those solo fills in a song that he's not supposed to, a Mark Wahlberg. Puts the guitar through his hand. <laughs> but then I saw them at uh, House of Blues on the Erase the Slate tour, which is a great album. It's recommended by Mr. Ralph Vieira, Dr. Fuck, too. That is a fucking great album. It doesn't have George Lynch on it, but it does have Pilsen and Mick Brown on it. And when I saw him in concert, Pilsen was already gone, but that was a good show. They sounded really good. That's awesome. Like I said, I've never seen them. Never seen them at all. Yeah. So, uh, do you have any uh, picks of the week? Yeah, but I'd, I'd, I'd like to still talk about this Sammy album because because okay. um, overall, I, you, you said at the beginning, so I want to finish it up at the end. Overall, I think it's like a, a, a solid Sammy Hagar album. It's, it's a great return to his solo work, great vocals, cool guitars for the most part. I didn't realize there were different guest musicians on here. That's awesome. There's a, a couple hacker songs on there. What is it? Those three before Marching to Mars, like the worst things. But you know what? It's rare to get an album where every song rules. I mean, nobody's done that since Appetite for Destruction. To me, it's no Standing Hampton or Street Machines. 
Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that record, Street oh, Machines. Yeah. That, that's the one that uh, Trans Am Highway Wonderland, my all-time favorite Sammy Hagar song, came that, off of. That's a great album, man. Absolutely. And those are my two favorite Sammy albums. But I tell you what, this one holds up. It's outstanding. And if you haven't heard it, and you're a Sammy Hagar fan, because if you're not, you're just going to shit all over it. Go check this album out, Marching to Mars. It's good stuff. I just read that... Uh... Sammy, that album, that song, Amnesty is Granted, was previously recorded by Meatloaf for his album, Welcome to the Neighborhood. It was written by really? Hagar, but uh, Meatloaf did it first. <laughs> yeah, that that actually makes sense. It seems like it might be more like a Meatloaf-type album, because it, yeah. is, it is not a good song. And this album ran under 50 minutes, so it wasn't even an hour. It's like <coughs> 50 minutes and 58 seconds, so they didn't, like, pack it. <laughs> No, but that's good because you remember back in the 80s when we were kids, that's all an album was. You know, if you got 50 minutes in an album, it was a long record. Yeah, I remember when uh, Def Leppard Hysteria came out and I go, fucking an hour of music, this is awesome. <laughs> and I'm sitting there listening to it. I liked every song on that album. A lot of people did it. And I love the tracks that were left off that they released later, like uh, Ring of Fire and uh, some other songs that should, I think should have replaced some songs on that album. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever heard those. I can tell you this, true story, the first album I ever bought with my own money was Def Leppard Hysteria. Yeah. I bought it off the first track, Women, man. I didn't I didn't hear fucking pour some sugar on me. I love the women's track. But then... Women was great. Gods of War. There's so much good stuff that did not... Like, most of the stuff that was on MTV and on the radio is the stuff that I don't like. It's those other deep tracks that are so good on that record. Oh, yeah. You should hear uh, Ring of Fire, and uh, they got some other killer tracks on there that are really good. Now, is that the Johnny Cash cover? No, it's their song. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll definitely have to check it out. Not even Johnny Cash. So do you have a pick? Is it something uh, for albums, uh, guests to listen to? or fans? I absolutely do. Uh, this was handed off to me by a buddy at work um, to listen to. And I had to immediately come home and upload it to my computer. It's the latest Jackal release. Uh, it came out August 5th, 2016. I don't know how the hell to pronounce this, so I'm going to call this Ro-E-C-O. It's R-O-W-Y-C-O. If you can figure out what the hell that word is, you're doing better than I am. It's a, it's a very Southern Rock sounding record. It's not like that classic cock rock sound they used to have. It's got some cool stuff on it. Uh, the standout track for me is a song called um, uh, Just Because I'm Drunk Don't Mean You're Right. It's hilarious. And uh, it kind of takes a turn because it's very ballady. It actually sounds more country than southern rock. And it's just all around cool. They have some cool tunes like Rally. A song called Lip Dick. That shit's funny. Yeah. It's good tunes. It's a solid album. Just came out in August. I didn't even know they were still together. Jackal. Rowico, Rowico. I don't oh, know. Jackal. I thought you said yes, Jack. Sir. I thought you were talking about Jocko Pistorius for a second until you went in the. <laughs> so no, no, Jacko. You know, Jacko, yeah, I know Jacko. She, she loves, loves my, my cock. cock. <laughs> <laughs> I just listened to an interview on uh, Eddie Trunk. It was his latest interview on his podcast with uh, Jesse Jesse James Dupree. Really good. talking about Jack. this record. It's a good record, yeah, man. Yeah, he was talking about the record too. Uh, how the hell did he call the title, man? <laughs> I don't know how he said that. I don't think Eddie could say it either. <laughs> it was. It was pretty good, man. That guy's a trip. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesse James, he's hilarious. Yeah, and then uh, 
He tells a story about how he started with the chainsaw. He just did it one day, and his dad said, you got to keep doing that, man. It's awesome. His dad's like a Harley guy. And he says one day his dad pulls up in his girlfriend's car, and he goes, why is he driving a car? And he pulls out here, I bought you the chainsaw. Keep doing this shit. <laughs> nice, nice. And you know what's funny is Jesse James Dupree from, you know, The Haters caught a lot of shit about that chainsaw. Yeah. But nobody has ever thought this through. There's a song that exists in the hard rock and heavy metal community where the lead instrument is not a goddamn keyboard. There's no lead bass. There's no lead guitar. It's a freaking power tool. That is badass. Yeah. Uh, freaking Mr. Big used drills on their guitars. <laughs> right, well, so did freaking Eddie. Yeah, Eddie did that after them, though. He copied Oh, yeah? Them. Yeah, he did that, was, uh, he did that on, um, was it, uh, Pound Cake? Yeah, the For Unlawful yeah, Carnal did, Knowledge album. They did that on Lean Into It. That was way before uh, that album. Nice, I actually didn't know that. I knew the drill thing was used, but this guy... And that was used as an accessory. This was used as a lead instrument. Yeah. It was funny. There's this band that I heard that they do all these 80 songs, and they're doing Mr. Big, that song with the drill. He says, oh, man, we couldn't do the drill on it because they have special bits they made for it. We don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was liking it. And then, Meanwhile, uh, Billy Sheehan's laughing because he knows. Yeah, Billy Sheehan <laughs> and uh, Paul Gilbert. They both right, do it right. together. It's freaking awesome. I think it's your... Your daddy, your lover, your daddy, your mo or whatever, and your little boy, the electric drill song. <laughs> Freaking great so bass solo and guitar solo in the middle where they're both just going off on the drills. <laughs> That's funny. And then it, it makes me think of that old 80s uh, skit, Hardware Wars, that came out after Star Wars came out. Yeah, and then we got a, I got my pick. I just got this on Friday. It fucking kicks ass. It's a new Alter Bridge album, The Last Hero. And the first song is just so true. It's called Show Me a Leader. Because show me a leader who won't compromise. Miles Kennedy's voice is just so good. Mark Tremonti on guitar. This guy is such an underrated guitar player since he really didn't play many leads in Creed. And when he did play the leads in Creed, it freaking, the song was killer. I like Creed. And I like his si other side band, Tremonti, with Wolf on bass. This is a great album. You guys should go pick it up. I, I love it. And I haven't heard a bad Alter Bridge album yet. And uh, I just want to thank you, Nate, for coming on the show again. Anything you need to promote? Uh, well, as always, I have my radio show uh, every Sunday night, 9 p.m. to whatever the hell I get off the air, Eastern Time. Uh, it's the Big Bushy Power Hour on ThatMetalStation.com. I just got some cool vinyl this week again. If you're on Facebook, which who the fuck is not on Facebook, if you're into vinyl, Needle in the Groove, join that page. This guy, Darren McGinnis, I mean, he sells good quality vinyl, excuse me, at reasonable prices, you know, and you can get up to four albums in a box and it's only four, uh, $4 shipping. And to tell you how cool this shit is, this week, I came home from work yesterday to uh, Joe Satriani, Surfing with the Alien, White Snake, Slip of the Tongue, and then a gold limited edition, I'm, I'm opening up the packaging here, of Anthrax, State of Euphoria, on vinyl. All told, I paid 35 bucks for those albums. And then he sent me something else. I've, I've never heard of it before, but if you're, a, if you're a loyal customer and you keep buying from him, he'll throw another record in there just for the hell of it, just to... Uh, 
you know, he's got a, you're paying a $4 shipping. Why not have something else in there? Needle in the Groove, check it out. Yeah, I've got to check that out, man. Do oh, yeah, I buy a lot of vinyl, cards? man. <laughs> it's all done through PayPal, brother. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm, like, I have three more records on the way. On the way, I have Udo Dirk Schneider's album, uh, Animal House. Oh, that's I a have, album. Uh, hell yeah. Because freaking uh, Ralph, Poison. And Ian, Ralph and Ian got me into that by uh, Saint talking about that album. Good. That's exactly why I bought it. Exactly yeah. why I bought it. Um, Poison, look what the cat dragged in. Because nice. fuck you, I like Poison. I like Poison. And then, too. good, good. Because everybody should. Anyone that does it, they're lying. It's not that they don't like them, they're just lying about it because they don't think it's macho enough. Well, their freaking lyrics fucking are rhythm, man. I love the rhythm in their lyrics. Uh, Brett Michaels is a good lyricist, man. I think he's a great lyricist, and I think C.C. DeVille, while not a good lead guitar player at all, he is quite possibly one of the greatest rhythm guitar players. You know, he's the guy that should have been in the background while somebody like George Lynch was ripping it up in front. Yeah. C.C. DeVille was a great rhythm guitar player. And a Culture Club album, the one with uh, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me. I mean, just picked up those three albums and spent less than 40 bucks on them. The vinyl, nice. they'll be here in a week. Nice. So what three songs off this album should I play at the end? Oh, the three best ones, Little White Lies, Would You Do It For Free, and On The Other Hand. Right on. And uh, just, I just noticed that on Little White Lie, uh, freaking uh, Huey Lewis played harmonica. That's badass. I love Huey Lewis. I don't yeah. know if you uh, if you saw it, uh, the great Scott uh, Scott Green, DJ Guilty, owner of ThatMetalStation.com, actually just spent a weekend, I think it was last weekend, down in New Orleans. So him and Ian were partying it up. And after they were all drunk and stuff, they were doing karaoke live on Facebook Live. And I had Ian and Scott Green doing karaoke. They were singing the freaking song playing the music on his, uh, you know, because you know Ian has like a shit ton of music. Huey Lewis of the News, Power of Love. Nice. <laughs> uh, my favorite Huey Lewis in the News song is Bad is Bad. That song is just ripping. That's good stuff. I actually on vinyl have the album Sports. Yeah, I love that album. I never got to see them in the 80s because they always sold out, man. They always sold out. I, I bet. I didn't... tickets all the time. That's awesome. My parents sucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my mom was a rocker. She, yeah, so she was she was a Christian rocker, so she took me to concerts and still taught me about God. <laughs> well, you know what? That's why I let my daughter go. She wants to go to a show. I, every year I say, who do you want to see this year? And I take her to a show. And, um, you know, eventually there's going to come a time where she's going to be working and want to go to shows. So go, please. Could Daddy come? <laughs> <laughs> Remember all those times I bought you tickets? <laughs> I know, right? It wasn't cheap to go take you to see Scab Kiss. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. So, well, I just want to thank you, Nate, and uh, have a great radio show tonight. I'll try to get on there and leave you some messages. On the message. Hey, Mark. Th thanks for having me on, man. I always enjoy doing it. I'll come back anytime. This was great fun. It was great album. Great album choice. I hadn't heard it in years. Yeah, and I sent you all that other Hagar, and so uh, he could start uh, messing with Ian. <laughs> Oh, I, I played a shit out of this around just around the house. Yeah. Man, I love Hagar. Yeah, I do too, man. All right, man. You got you have a great day. And I'll talk to you later, brother. You do the same, man. And go Cowboys. Ah. <laughs> ah. All right, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.
little white lie's been around for years. Little white lies ringing in your ears. You turn around, come around back on you. Well, that little white lie's catching up to you.
those are some kick-ass tracks. Now I want to promote some podcasts and friends of mine. The Combat Rock and Metal Podcast with Dr. Fuck, Rafiera, and um, Ian Wadley, Wadzilla. Go listen to them on Podbean and iTunes. And also the Decibel Geek with Chris and Aaron. And also the Terrence and Friends Podcast, my former buddy and uh, friend. I, I want to promote them one-on-one with Mitch LaFon, Focus on Metal, and... Um, and uh, the Eddie Trunk Podcast, man. You guys have a kick-ass day and take it sleazy. Bye. Hey, guys. I have some more podcasts I want you guys to check out, which is the Podkiss with the Podfather, Ken Mills, and also Cheap Tr- cheap Chat with Cheap Trick, and also the Zilch, the Monkeys Podcast. And also, can you guys do me a favor? Go leave me a five-star review on iTunes and follow me on Podbean, man. And get on the page, the Freeform Rock Podcast page, man. I want to get that jumping, man. I want you guys to take it over and and, and just freaking put some shit up there and, and request albums that you want me to review, man. Um, if I like the album, I'll do it, man. If I don't, I'll check it out and see if I like it, and maybe I'll do it. You know, maybe I'll just trash it. All right, man, you guys, God bless, and have a rockin' day. Thanks.